0: The Old Testament reading for this Maundy Thursday is from the 31st chapter of Jeremiah. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the 10th chapter of Hebrews. The Holy Spirit also bears witness to us. For after saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. Then he adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 22nd chapter. Then, the, then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat it. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The very first Passover happened in Egypt. God described this first Passover today in our reading from Jeremiah. The passage pictures God as a father and the Israelites as little children. God even says this about his children, the Israelites, that he had to take their hand to lead them out of Egypt. It's almost like a picture of a father taking the hand of a five-year-old to lead them somewhere. And that's what God did. He took their hand and he led them. So God took their hand and led them to kill a lamb and put its blood on the doorframe of their homes. God took their hand and walked them through the Red Sea with water piling up on both sides, which I'm sure was very scary for the children of Israel. God took their hand and he led them into the wilderness. And there in the wilderness, by God's hand, he gave them bread to eat. Bread from heaven. By God's hand, he gave them water to drink from a rock. God took their hand and led them and cared for them. It's a beautiful picture God describes today. A beautiful picture of him holding out his hand and taking the hand of a child. The children of Israel. But as so often happens, even with parents and children, there is a point when the father will reach out to take the hand of his child, and the child will pull away. Or even worse, the child may even swat at the hand of their parent because they think they have grown up enough, and they can take care of themselves, when really they can't, but they think, That they can. And this is what happened with God's children. The Israelites. No sooner than they were out of Egypt. They swatted at God's hand. They were going to take care of themselves. And with their own two hands. They shaped a golden calf. And with their own two hands. They bowed down to this calf. And with their own hands, they offered this God, their new God, sacrifices and devotion and attention, which really should have been reserved for God and God alone. It's easy to do. It's easy for all of us to think that we're all grown up. Not just when we're children. But when it comes to God, There are plenty of times in our lives when we will swat God's hand away. Maybe we'll do it when he tells us no. We don't usually like to hear the word no from anyone, and that goes for God also. Or maybe we swatted his hand away from us when he was trying to comfort us, and we didn't want his comfort. We wanted the comfort of something else or someone else. Maybe we swatted the hand of God away as he tried to love us, and we just didn't want his love anymore. Look what we do. We'll walk away, push away, swat away. It happens to the best of us at some point. We'll do that to God. It happens to all of us at some point. At some point, we, the children of God, the Israelites, We'll swat God away, acting as if we are all grown up and don't need him anymore or don't need him as much as he thinks we need him. But is that true? Can we really ever stop needing God? Can we ever stop needing his hand? Once, way back in Egypt, God offered his hand to the Israelites. They took it. And God led them to safety. But then, poor God saw them swat his hand away. So God planned something new. God planned to do something even greater for us, his people. Instead of just offering his hand, instead of Dragging the people out of Egypt. God was doing something even greater with his hands. With his own hand. With God's own hands. He would release us from the greatest captor and oppressor ever. That we've ever faced and that anyone's ever faced. And it's not Egypt or anyone else for that matter. He would save us from death. Through his own hand through his own two crucified hands, he would wipe out all sin by offering himself as a sacrifice for our sins. For every time we have pulled our hands away from God, pulled our hearts away from God, God himself would pay for those sins, all of them, with his own two hands. On the night Jesus was betrayed, on the night of the very last Passover, Jesus took his hand, picked up a piece of bread and said, Take and eat. This is my body given into death for you. And then Jesus took his hands, and with the same hands he used years ago to Grab hold of his children, Israel, and lead them out of Egypt. The same hands he used to paint blood over the door frames of the Jewish houses so the angel of death would pass over. With those same hands, Jesus took a cup and said, Take and drink. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. Shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. And it is with those words and with those very hands, Jesus Christ has done something new that should honestly shake us to our core every single day because of the amount of grace and mercy that he shows that we surely don't deserve. Because God himself has reached out his hands and he has taken hold of yours one more time. Not to lead you out of Egypt. No, better. To lead you away from death. He takes your hands in his own, not to feed you with manna from the sky, but with truly heavenly food he feeds you, his own body. With his hand, he grasps your own and places a chalice of wine in it, his blood. You won't need a lamb's blood painted on the doorframe of a house like in Egypt anymore. No, you have something so much better. You have God's blood painted over your entire heart, painted there by God's own hands. So you never have to worry that your sins will ever separate you from God ever again. It's such an amazing meal God gives to us today. Such an amazing meal that God, with his own two hands, places into your own hands. His body and blood given into death for the forgiveness of all of your sins. It's such a great meal because it is nothing less than God himself reaching out and taking your hand. He takes your hand to give you everything he has ever done for you. We don't have to swat that gift away. We can be grateful that God would be willing to do everything needed to save us. And he did. Through Christ, he did. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.